0: Episode 9, folks. The Buffalo Burke boys are back. We have been on hiatus since May 11th, I Actually, think. Actually, I died. I <laughs> reappeared. We resuscitated. Pop-pop! up. Pop. is Buffalo Bills season. This is the Buffalo Bills preseason prediction episode you have been waiting for. We are at Papa Dicky's house. We are recording. I've got everything set up all the parts and pieces, got the microphone stands working. I'm drinking a beer. Papa's got a bunch of statistics on paper. I have it on the computer.
1: We are ready to roll. Good afternoon, Mr. and Mrs. America and all the ships in Lake Como.
0: <laughs> Just amazing.
1: Alive and ready to, ready to rock and roll.
0: I wanted to point out I was looking at the, uh, <clears throat> we use Anchor FM to upload our podcast And I hadn't looked at it since May, since we did the pod. One thing led to another. We just kind of took the summer off. We knew we'd get together to talk about the Bills here at some point. So we are doing it the day before the opener at home against the Jets. But, Papa, guess how many countries outside of the United States have people have listened to our pod? Obviously, because I've tweeted about it.
1: Every country except Iran, Lebanon, (laughs) Egypt, and Israel. I have no idea.
0: Eight countries: Ireland, Netherlands, Canada, Germany, Australia, United Kingdom, Denmark, and Norway.
1: Wow, that's very uh, bizarre European flair there. I like that. Yeah, it's
0: very bizarre Western European flair. Yeah, I have tweeted out that we've done posts. Obviously, very Buffalo Bills centric podcasts and people have picked them we up. have
1: sort of a calming effect we really do on the uh, on the euros
0: oh, especially your voice your voice is is very nice and supple it's a I bitcoin like
1: it. voice <laughs>
0: <laughs> papa i got some very interesting stats and i'm sure you have some too but we have not won the division since 1995
1: correct as a matter of fact new england has swept the oh, last 11. Oh, my
0: goodness. 1995. And that happens to be the last time the Buffalo Bills won a playoff game. Oh, gee whiz. I mean, come on. 1995. So it would be 25 full years if we don't win the division and or win a playoff game this year. Goodness. Also, there are 14 coaches that have been in their position as long or longer as, uh, as Sean McDermott. And McD is the only one of those coaches – Out of the 14 without a playoff win. Wow. So like I say all the time on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Twitch, Facebook, everything. Playoffs. All capital letters. Have to make the playoffs. Have to win a game. Oh, goodness. So we will see. Um, There's also a new uh, playoff format this year. Um, There's one extra team uh, Uh, from each conference. So it's now... uh, Yep, one extra wild card, so right. it's now a 14-team postseason, seven teams from each conference, rather than the previous 12-team format, and there's only going to be one bye instead of two. So, I think it's going to be interesting. I mean,
1: clearly, yeah, the more the merrier.
0: Yeah, the more the merrier. Um, it's 14. I mean, before it was 12 out of 32 teams. That's that's not enough. You need more in there. So, I think 14 is good. Yeah, I could even see him going to 16 at some point. We'll see but I, I kind of like the 14-team the format. Um, we were talking about before I hit the record button that there really are the, – the stadiums are, are going to be empty, but not every stadium is going to be empty. They have – let's see, Cleveland, Jacksonville, Dallas, Indianapolis, Kansas City, and Miami are letting fans in in some capacity. Um, small percentage, of very fans. small. The Colts are letting in 3.7% of their seats are gonna so, allow so to I, have fans. I, 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 That's weird. I just I, don't don't,
1: I can't figure out why some of the hierarchy from some of the teams are permitting fans and others aren't. It's it, it's almost a little unfair, but um, you know it is what it is.
0: I agree. I I do think it's unfair, but, you know, money talks, and at the end of the day they want to have some fannies in the stands. Now, I looked up each individual team, and, I mean, it it does not look like the Bills will have fans in the the seats this year at all, but some of the other teams are kind of taking it on a game-by-game or month-by-month basis, so hopefully in October. I mean, I I personally think it's absolutely nuts. Almost every state in the country is open in some capacity – Gyms are open now in North Carolina. We went out to eat last night. We ate outside, socially distant. Everybody's wearing masks. Only a few tables inside had it. Youth sports are playing. Beaches are open. Parks are open. And you've got these 70,000-seat open-air stadiums, not all of them, but most of them, open-air, and they're not allowing any fans in. It's not.
1: To me, it doesn't make much sense, but... the. Most of the most of these games, except for the uh, this, the uh, teams that you just mentioned with partial attendance, every game is going to be more or less on a neutral field, and there really won't be much of an advantage if you play at home unless it's just psychological and you see your colors and you see your logo at the fifty-yard line. But there's not going to be there really won't be any it. Advantage, and we got a couple of games this year against a couple of powerhouses that would have been great to have seventy thousand in, uh, I guess, Bill's Stadium for now.
0: Absolutely, and that's why trying to go through game by game and figure out who's going to win. We got some tough games. We got some tough games on the road. Some tough games at home. Yes, it's all kind of out the window because outside of the familiarity of your locker room and the way the sidelines are, you know, the way the benches are positioned and things like that, there's really not going to be much of an advantage. But this is the year that we play the Western Conference teams. So we got a couple trips out west. We do. The Bills do t- typically do not play well going out west. Um, I know we have Seattle at home. I think the last time we played Seattle, um, they absolutely annihilated us. So it's going to be very difficult. Um, one more stat before we start looking at the schedule and maybe some more detail about the roster and the starters and, and the depth chart is I was talking about with Johnny and Teal before on our chat. Um, you know, there are only two players, two players left on the roster that were here prior to being in McDermott.
1: Gotta okay, One of them has got to be Hughes.
0: Jerry Hughes, amazing trade. 2013, Doug Whaley, obviously the best move Doug Whaley ever did, traded for uh for Hughes for uh what, middle linebacker Calvin Shepard, who ended up playing, in, and he was a okay player. He had a couple decent years with us. He goes to Indy, really wasn't good at all. He played one year with them, and Hughes has turned into a darn good player. Now the yeah. guy that midget? Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> On the sidelines.
0: Oh, uh, we have to we may have to make it. We may have to make him the uh, uh, the 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 photo art for this for this podcast. Uh, The other guy is Reed Ferguson, the long snapper. Yeah, undrafted, pretty good guy. He's been there since 2016. Uh, Whaley signed him as an undrafted free agent. So those are the only two guys. This is a roster that has completely turned over. And in today's NFL, you know, honestly, a lot of times if you have a good quarterback, you can turn around the roster even faster. I mean, it took three, four years. Some teams do it in two years.
1: I like the move, uh, getting winners from the the Jets. Brian winners. Yep. Yep. Feliciano, Um, he ripped apart his uh, his uh, pectoral muscle. Oh. I guess in his his arm and the Jets canned him because of money. So we picked him up immediately and. That's a good pickup. He's healthy now, supposedly, so that'll take a little bit of the burn out of losing uh, Feliciano.
0: What do you think about the uh, Josh Norman pickup? We obviously have a lot of ex-Panthers on the roster, even though he came from Washington. Yeah,
1: 32-year-old cornerback. Uh, The only thing that I I didn't do any homework on is how long he's going to be out. Yeah,
0: he's definitely out tomorrow. He's
1: out tomorrow, and I—I uh, I mean, I—I I like the whole roster. I mean, this roster has been improved, and um, there, there's well, look—look look at a couple of guys. The only guy that is not having uh, his way with it uh, right now is the. Uh, is the guy we got from Iowa the uh, defensive, end, he's he's having some um,
0: yeah, Abanasa. He's he looks like he's, he's having
1: some difficulty getting off the ball. Yeah,
0: looks like he's falling out of favor a little bit. He's actually third on the depth chart right yeah, now.
1: Yeah, and uh, the guy that they're uh, raving about is is of course uh, uh, the young man from uh, University of Central Florida. Uh, Gabriel Davis, yeah. who supposedly had a wonderful training camp, yeah, and he knocked the Duke right out. I guess Duke's on the practice squad again. Yep. Practice, practice. That's what you need is practice. <laughs> Iverson, practice.
0: That's how you get to Bill Stadium. Practice,
1: practice, practice. Yeah, but the the roster is solid. I mean, there's no question, and we got another running back, and that, and Zach Moss. But the 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 roster is solid. This is the third year for Allen, and I'll talk about him later. I've got my own opinion on this young man. But uh, it's much too soon to count out the New England Patriots, like we were just saying. They've won 11 in a row, uh, the Eastern titles. Uh, they, they, they've won 17 out of the past 19 years they've won the East. Uh, And it's not all Brady, believe me. Yeah. It's not all Brady, but you got to knock them off. You don't knock them off, you ain't going nowhere.
0: We do. And, you know, like, over the last few years when we've had a decent team, decent roster, and our prospects look good, we always realize, you know, we got to beat the Patriots at least one out of the two games. Exactly. And we haven't really been able to do it. Um, I... Don't think uh, we're going to win this year at New England. I think we're both going to be fighting for a playoff spot towards the end of the year. I think we play there, yeah, December 28th at New England. And that's after we play two, potentially three weeks in a row at night on primetime games. Because that uh, Denver game, I think, is a flex game. It's December 19th or 20th. Could be primetime. That's going to be very difficult. So... You know, I guess the big thing with New England, and I can't remember which guys opted out because of COVID, but they did have a couple guys opt out. Their defense doesn't look that good. And it's all going to come down to Cam Newton and what he can do. You know, I mean, he's the guy.
1: Reinvented 31-year-old Cam Newton. Who would have thought six months ago this guy would be the starting quarterback for the New England Patriots? That's when you think you've seen it all. You haven't seen anything. <laughs> after Cam we're, Newton.
0: After we're here again, living in Charlotte, and he's been, you know, the Panthers' quarterback here for hundred years. But he obviously, you and I don't haven't particularly cared for him, his style, his personal style, his QB style. A lot of sand in nether regions. And I, I don't know. I mean, if he's healthy, makes me a little bit nervous with Belichick.
1: He's a very good quarterback when healthy.
0: Yes, he he undoubtedly. So we'll see. We'll see, yeah. but I, I think this year, clearly, it's going to be us or New England on top of the division, so we shall see. All right, what do you want to talk? You want to talk more about what our, our picks are going to be, kind of how the schedule looks, and talk about Josh Allen after that? I mean, obviously, a big, big part of what we're going to pick here has to do with Josh well,
1: the, Allen. Um it's a rigorous schedule. We've got... Five teams: the Titans, Chiefs, Patriots, Seahawks, 49ers. That all made the playoffs last year. 49ers lose in the Super Bowl. Um, these are good ball clubs. Kansas City, my goodness, they look—they're probably towards the middle or the end of the year. They're going to be the elite team in the uh, National Football League. They're—they're they're solid. Their defense. God, their their defense is so good again. They were very good at the end of the year. We get the Patriots and the Seahawks at home back to back November 1st and November 8th. Have to win one
0: of those games. Have to and I in New England. If we want to win the division, we've got to beat New England in that game. Seattle uh, it's going to be tough. Russell yeah, Wilson they're, they're is crazy are, they're good. Very,
1: they're, obviously, they're very good. Uh, the way I look at it, you got to beat New England twice. I think we have ten winnable games. Hmm. Okay. Not mentioning the the five teams that made the, play, the playoffs. I don't have them included: the Titans, Chiefs, Patriots twice, Seahawks, Forty Nine ers, and Patriot and Forty Nine ers. We have to beat. If we lose those games, that would make us ten and six. And I don't think that will win the East. I don't think that will win the East. But if we can beat the Pats twice and the uh, ten winnable games, that makes us twelve and four. We're winning it, and that would be that would be a feather in our cap. We have to beat the Patriots twice, one and one. And it's not going to do it. Got to beat them twice. And this year, they're no better than we are. Oh, I agree. I agree. On paper, <clears throat> we're deeper than they are.
0: Oh, very deep team. So you're saying that if we win 10 games and split with the Patriots, we won't win the division?
1: I don't think so.
0: Okay, because it's interesting. And uh, Bernarski picked. The Bills would go 10 and 6. 10 and 6. And I don't know if he picked us beating the Pats twice, but he did pick 10 wins to win the division.
1: Anything less than 10 wins would be a complete disappointment for this team. A complete disappointment. But I will say this things happen during the year that you have no control over, and then other things happen d- uh, during the year that you have control over that for some inexplicable reason, things don't turn out right. Yeah. They don't turn out right. We don't know what's going to happen.
0: Well— Nobody knows. In a regular year, you've got injuries, and it's a part of the game. And you yes. You know it's going to happen, but now Barkley and Josh, they could be going out and having a cheeseburger or going to Duff's there in Orchard Park, and they both get the COVID. And then what are we going to do? we got Jake from State Farm starting. So <laughs> once once something like that happens, Jake's got- we're— crazy i'm surprised he made the team i'm actually surprised he made the team because apparently he's crap not because of the stupid and i'm using air quotes here racist stuff but he just had a crap training camp but i guess bean likes his draft pick so i think
1: we'll open the season 4-0 <laughs> that's what i'm hoping for jets dolphins rams and raiders these are beatable teams when i say beatable they're no better than us and i feel that we are much better than all the Four of those teams, and then we get the the Tennessee Titans, uh, in 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 Tennessee. Tough game, and then of course we got the Chiefs coming uh, at our place. Look at on physically, on paper, we are good and we are deep, and we've got a few new players that could add some positives. To the mix. And I'm really looking forward. I'm looking forward to tomorrow's game. Those Jets, they won six out of eight to finish the season last year. You know, these things, these teams are not going to come in and lay down. They're going to play very, very, very hard, especially opening day. But uh, yeah. yeah, no, that's true. There's no reason why we can't, we're a legitimate threat to, to win the AFC East, but we have to prove it especially to uh, old guys like me. Prove it. Yep. Show me what you can do.
0: I agree. I agree. When I first went through the schedule today, I looked at each game, and I tried not to think about winning streaks or anything. I just wanted to pick it today on September 12th, the day before the regular season starts, which one of these games are we going to actually win. And the first time through... I had a eight and eight. Now, when we talk about Whoa, it, I know, I know. And that's not my final pick. But I had a eight and eight, and I was like, okay, but now i got to really start considering we've got games at night. We've got teams traveling to us from the West Coast. Now, it's just as difficult for them, if not more difficult. True. I, I always think it's easier. The few times I've traveled out to the West Coast for work, it's easier to go out West than come East. So I, I looked the first time through, I had us actually losing four games in a row after we started 3-0, and and that was kind of scary. I had us losing at Vegas and Tennessee, at home against KC, and at New York. I've changed my tune a little bit. I think we're going to win at Vegas, lose at Tennessee, lose against KC, win at New York. I, I don't see any scenario under which we can beat Kansas City. I just don't see it. Unless it's just one of those perfect games, do you have us beating Casey at home?
1: I don't have them. I don't have the Bills winning that game. All games are winnable. Every game is winnable. If you if you think otherwise, you're making a horrible mistake. Every oh, yeah. game's winnable, but certainly being realistic, Kansas City. I'm gonna I'm gonna count that a, as a loss. Uh, I've got I've got 10 wins the first four again being repetitious Jets Dolphins Rams and Raiders I actually have us beating the Titans Titans were 9 and 7 mm-hmm. last year got to remember they did lose 7 times I think we did beat them right but then they went on the run I got us losing for the first time at home on October 15th to Kansas City then we go to the Jets a winnable game okay and then we got the Patriots and Seahawks at home i i i feel that if if we don't beat the Patriots in Orchard Park it it it, it could really hurt us we need to beat them yeah. we have to show them that we can beat them yep. because we've got the Seahawks at home
0: Sea Chickens.
1: And the Sea Chickens, and, you know, that's got to be a toss-up. Again, they're probably no better than we are. They're outstanding, but so are we on paper. Yep. On paper. Cardinals away. I think we can beat them. Chargers at home, I think we can beat them. 49ers, I don't know if we can beat them out there. I don't think we can. I mean, that's another Super Bowl team. The Steelers lost. Uh, they were 8-8 eight and eight last year. There's no reason why we shouldn't beat them at Bills Stadium.
0: That's also the big one. The big one. Monday night football is no longer king. Sunday night football is. Sunday night. That's, that's a Sunday, Sunday night, night game. Game, and we may have a few fans. Actually, I don't think we're going to have any. And fans.
1: then we go but. to uh, Denver, another winnable game, and then the Patriots. I love this word, the penultimate game <laughs> for the uh, for the Bills. Yeah. In Foxborough, and then we close it out at home. If we win the ten winnable games, and we get beat by the teams I just mentioned, but we Mm -hmm. beat the Pats twice, twelve will be twelve and four. If we split with the Pats, we're eleven and five. Wow.
0: I think we're going to split with the Pats, and I have us at ten and six. Ten. Wow. I've I've changed my mind on a couple of these games. Which
1: game do you? What games do you have us losing, other than the Patriots losing one time to them?
0: I have us. So the Pat at the Pats at Tennessee.
1: Oh you oh Tennessee, there's there it is. Yep.
0: Um Kansas City and Seattle at home. At San Francisco Sam, and at Arizona. So Oh Arizona, wow. So I have us losing at Arizona if we can flip that game. Okay. Eleven and five.
1: All right. So you're basically a ten and six. Yep. I'm eleven and five if we split. With New England, if we beat New England twelve, uh, uh, twice, I got the Bills at 12-4, and four and we win the East. Now, you've
0: got a gambler's heart, gambler's brain. Yeah. Are we going to beat New England twice or no? As it stands right now.
1: As it stands right now, there's no reason why we can't, because there, this is the first year in years— They truly are not better than we are. The only difference is that that little guy, Belichick, who has an array of sweatshirts (laughs) and an array of scissors cutting off the sleeves. So many hoods. He's a tough cookie. He Um, is. He is. He's a son of a bitch. Yeah. As long as he's around, um, that team will never be a bad team as long as he's around. And, and again, I, uh, Cam Newton, 31-year-old, he's re- reinvented quarterback. The Bills are the popular p- uh, pick to dethrone New England. But now you got to show me, a fan since 1960. First year. You have to show me that you can beat them. And I could care less how you beat them. You can beat them by a point. You can take them downtown by 20 points. I don't care beat him twice, show me. Like Truman said, <laughs> show me.
0: I, I, so it sounds to me like, first of all, you and I have been pretty much anti-Josh almost since the very beginning, I think even more so last year, even more so after the second-half playoff game debacle in Houston. My gosh. But, you know, we, we let teams hang around last year. We went 10-6, and six, which a team with an okay quarterback and a good defense and a crazy weak schedule like we had last year. I thought 10-6 and was fine. But Josh Allen last year, I kind of went back and, you know, I listened to some podcasts, did some reading, look at some statistics. One out of 16 games last year Josh dominated, and he was the best player on the field, the Dallas game. He was great. There wasn't one other game where he played – like a top 10 quarterback to me. And I don't know what's going to change. I hope Stefan Diggs, first time he's mentioned on the podcast 20 minutes in, that he is going to be able to deliver the ball to these guys. I think I think McDermott is probably going to be a little bit better this year. Not the greatest game day coach, end of games, clock management, punting, kick and field goals, what have you. But I just don't think Josh is good enough to really take over some games to win twelve. That's a great point. That's why I think ten.
1: And I'll add one statistic that will literally blow your mind. There is a uh, a website called Pro Football Focus. PF. PF.com. Yeah they're good. You, you know they're very good. It's a website that focuses on thorough analysis of the National Football League and Division One football in America, and they really have stats beyond anything that you could imagine. Josh Allen was the worst deep passer during the 2019 NFL season. This is last year, folks. Yep. He, and this is basically verbatim I'm reading, Allen can get the ball as deep as he wants and pretty much any time he wants to. But though he has dialed it back in year two, which was last year, he still went deep at the sixth highest rate in the league. However, his adjusted completion rate was one of the worst figures in all of football. And he had the highest rate of uncatchable, inaccurate passes on those targets. And as what they say, that it's inexcusable that a player with this kind of arm strength and talent is this bad at passing deep. Are you ready? When he throws deep, he completes 24.1% of his passes, and that's on passes that are uh, at least 50. 15 yards in the air. It's either 15 or 20. I forgot.
0: Yeah, I thought it was yeah, 20 or 25.
1: I think it's I think it's 20. Gotcha. Yeah. He, uh, he is he struggled. the worst.
0: Yeah, he struggled. And he, I'm sure they've worked on that. Um, it was a weird year. No, I'm actually I don't miss preseason games, but look, Allen, he's unrefined throwing with anticipation, uh, sensing blitz pressure, the deep ball accuracy. These are the notes I wrote down, and you had the good stats about the deep ball. Oh, by the
1: way, it was. It's 20 yards. 20 yards. 20 yards or more.
0: That makes sense, and that's the thing, too. 20 yards in the air for Josh is like me throwing four yards. He should be able to hit. I mean, he can get the ball there so stinking fast. How could he only possibly hit one out of four? I want to know
1: know what Sean McDermott and the coaches are going to do. That they couldn't do, the coaches couldn't do in high school, college, and the first two years in the National Football League. I'm only being realistic. He completed 52.8% of his passes in 2018. He was 22 years of age, a rookie. Last year, he improved 58.8%. Will it go up to 60, 62? It's a wait-and-see, but he, boy, he he, 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 it hurts sometimes just to watch him play the game.
0: Yeah. yeah, it drives me nuts. By the way, Brian Dable, I forget how many years he's been a O coordinator. It's been a few years now. Has never had an offense in the top 20 in points or yards.
1: Don't like to hear that. Not even once. Don't like to hear that at all. Josh what? has got his work cut out. Now, uh, with Diggs. You know, we got pine size. Uh, Diggs is the biggest starting uh, uh, wideout on our team at six foot tall. We, we, got, we got some small guys, you know, we've got uh, Brown and, of course, Beasley. But um, yes, I don't think the size really makes a, a big difference when you're looking for separation. As a matter of fact, I think the smaller. Guys even do better than the big six two six three guys.
0: Well, look at all those years the Panthers had Steve Smith. I think he's was smaller than Diggs. Yeah.
1: And, oh, he was and dynamite. Yeah, dynamite. dynamite. So but d- that's where d- this, uh, Gabriel Davis may come in because he's about six two six three.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He seems to be the real deal. I'm very excited about him.
1: Me too. Me too.
0: What do you think about our running backs? I haven't touched on that. And then I'm we'll probably close.
1: Um, we got uh, four running backs this year uh spearheaded headed by singletary i do like him he's slight of frame basically yeah he's only 23 years old zach moss a 22 year old rookie and then uh, they're going to be backed up by tj heldon and taiwan jones i can live with these four i have no problem yeah i have no problem they're well. deep and we got one heavyweight there and, and of course we got singletary who could be uh he could paralyze some people this year. I'm very excited about him.
0: I like that we've got Singletary, a guy who can, you know, run to the outside, outside the tackles, and a guy like Moss that goes right through a yes. brick wall. I'm very excited for that. I am too. I hope I hope they stay healthy.
1: We're yeah, we're we're better in the backfield this year than we were the previous two years when we got when we got Allen. And I'm I'm excited about the remain. I, I'm looking for a breakout year for Dawson Knox, this tight end. Yeah, uh, I hope he does well. And we're deep back there also. Catch We've the got, ball, son. Uh, Hang onto the ball, Dawson. got Tyler Croft, even uh, old man Lee Smith. Um, our offensive line. I'm again mentioning Brian Winners, uh, who was released by the Jets. He's a good pickup. We we, we need bodies because uh, Feliciano was gone. But Dawkins and Ford and Quentin Spain, these are all proven players. Same thing on defense. The defense is proven. What do you think about the linebackers this year for, for us?
0: Yeah, I, I think they're going to be good. I know they're talking about extending Milano. They really, really like him.
1: By the way, he's only 26 years old. I didn't know yeah, that. Still, I thought he was older.
0: Yeah, still a young dude yeah. um, on his first contract. Um,
1: and Oliver, I'm looking for another bander year from, uh, I think from this, this uh, Ed could, Oliver. I think
0: this could be the year. He's he. I think they said he rated the last six games of the year the best interior defensive lineman in the NFL the last six wow. games last year um, from PFF. So we'll see. We'll see. I hope I didn't make that stat up. I'm pretty sure I read that or heard it on a pod.
1: Yeah, we're, we're, uh, and of course, we got uh, Jerry Hughes back again and uh, we got uh, Trent Murphy. I thought Murphy, gee whiz, he made a lot of plays last year. Yeah.
0: Well, th- they had talked about getting rid of him. Just it was going to be more of a money consideration because he's making like six or seven million this year or maybe even more. So they kept him. And I think, you know, he's a good player. So we'll see what that does for the cap space next year, which could go down because of the, Less revenue from no and then, uh, fannies of course, in the
1: seats. Uh, Edmonds is back and superstar white. So, I mean, the defense is there. Yep. But people that know defense does not win games for you day in and day out. Yep. You must score. Yep. You hear me, Josh? If you can hear me, I can speak louder. Come on, Josh. We need you, baby. You need to put up some points <laughs> Yeah, no, and I agree. You, and I agree. you better have some kind of killer instinct this year because after that debacle where we let Houston come back on us last year in that game, oh, in that playoff game. gracious, I hated that. Score some points and take the pressure off the defense that keeps you in the game. Yep. No, I hear you. It all comes down to Josh. It does. It all comes down to Josh Allen, and I will say this. I'll go out on a limb. If, if this guy does not produce – at a very high level and and I'm I know you want to win a uh, playoff game. First thing I want to do is get in the playoffs and then I want to win more than one. If he if he can't do that I I don't know if this guy is going to be with us. He I got to do he has to produce. This is the year. This is the third year. He got he's yeah. got to produce. Make a believer out of me.
0: No, I agree. If he has the same year this year that he had last year not the answer because at some point here you got to pay him. This is his third year. Yeah, you got to pay him exactly. So, like we talked at the beginning of the pod, you can build these teams fast if you have a quarterback. So, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. I, obviously, we both pick the Bills to win tomorrow in the opener. I do.
1: I do. I do because we are a better team than this Jets. Team. Definitely. I think it's going to be.
0: I think we're going to come out flying. I think. uh I think Diggs is going to get a TD. I think Moss, maybe even Davis, are going to get a TV a TD. I'm pretty excited. I think it's like it could be like a 30 to 10, 30 to 13 type game.
1: Well, it's very difficult to give a, a score, but uh, let me just pick this one out of my nose. Uh, <laughs> how about uh, 28 13 Bills? 28 13 Bills. I'll take it. Yeah, I'll just take the win. Hundred percent. Need to we need to win. Hundred percent. But yeah.
0: the line is we're minus six and a half and I did bet one thousand American dollars on the bills to cover. So <laughs> win by seven or more
1: boys. I, boy, you bet a thousand more than I did. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I love it. You got anything else, Papa? Um no not really, but uh keep everybody at. uh that's in your shot of this uh this blog. Just keep in the back of your mind to beat these uh, Patriots twice. That's right. I would love to see the look on Belichick's face if the Bills win the East. Do my my heart real good.
0: I love it. Well, you know, like uh, Josh Allen has said before, and I should have had it ready on my phone. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Yes. (laughs) I love it. All right, folks, we're out. Go, Bills. Playoffs. We love you guys. Do a job. For Papa Dickie, I am Adam Burke, the boy son. And remember, we are the Buffalo Burke boys, and you're not.
1: Go, Bills! <claps> woo